The bids are in, the gavel is dropped. Ladies and gentlemen here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right, this is WineBid, the podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine auctions, wine retail, and just wine. My name is Jeff McGurn on the WineBid marketing team. With me as always is our wine expert, Paul Walker, lovingly known throughout the wine world as the Pharaoh of Fumé Blanc. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Today, we're going to be talking about the auction that just ended and everything that that happened in that auction. This is our auction. Yeah, just to, just to be clear. Yeah, as a recap, the auctions close every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific That's what I time. Said. And then they start up again at 7.15 Pacific. So they run constantly, just in case anyone's confused. They, yes. uh, they end every Sunday. Because we don't actually, unfortunately, we do not get to do this every single week. But the auction does occur every single week. So I just want to clarify. That is a true story. And <laughs> we try to review uh, you know, lots of exciting things that, that happened in the previous week's auction. Um, obviously, we don't get to... We're talk about everything and same thing for our other episodes we try to review new ones that come in but we don't get a chance to review everything so it's best to check the wine news blog winded news blog to see what our picks are for the current auction and also i'm not an expert but jeff loves to say that every time he's an expert that's something an expert would say so <laughs> let's let's jump right into it i want to talk about stuff that got a lot of bids right at the top we have really these two Justinos, both of them non-vintage. One of them is a Madeira Cercial. Started at $25, 11 bids took it to 101. And then the second one is another non-vintage or multi-vintage Justino, Enriquez Rare Solera. Started at 25, 10 bids took them to $98 a piece where they, where they sold. Um, this is yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, because the Solera... There's no really way of knowing which, you know, what was the original vintage of the Solera for the second one. I mean, obviously the place was, according to the label, established in 1870, but the label looks actually quite, quite old, but I don't know. I don't know if it's from the 19th century, but it also does have, you know, the the Portuguese seal over the top. Yeah, I would say, and I can't remember the time period, but the fact that the content says one pint and nine fluid ounces, and it's not, it's not in milliliters says that it's probably, and I I'll look it up while we're talking, but um, that right there is usually that it's older. Right. And and I don't know, as I said earlier, I'm not an expert, so I don't know the, the numbers that, are on the seal over the top of the bottle, if those can indicate like when it was bottled or anything of that nature, I'm not sure. Okay, but so most so, of these bottles look, they look at least, I mean, at the very least, like 50, 60, maybe 70 years old. So, so. from the research I'm doing, they should be at least 45 years old because it okay. was. In 19, January of 1979, that the U.S. started basically converted liquor bottles, required liquor bottles to be in the metric system rather than the the English system. So I think okay. at one pint, nine fluid ounces, that would say pre-1979. I will say I have a lot of bottles that are from this era. And definitely to me, this uh, looks... This definitely looks 70s, maybe even 60s. I suppose it could be as early as 50s as well. Like, it's hard to say. It does say the origin, at least of the Madeira, is origin 1870, island of Madeira. It's interesting. But that's, yeah, but that's the 
when the, the producer was established in Dara. Imported by the Great Lakes, Great Lakes Mining Company. Long story short, some non-vintage Madeira going for quite a bit of money. And Sherry, uh, just be, to be specific, they're from, you know, one's from one's from Portugal, the other one's from Madeira. So anyway. Yeah. Moving There's on a, to the next thing we've uh, I was actually Sorry, go ahead. There was another one. There was another I was going to say number three. Started at, one, at 25 and hammered at what? 156. Hammered at 156, or 25, hammered at 156. Yeah, so that hammered for even more than those. Fewer yeah. bids, but sold for more. I don't know. This one is different. Yeah, this is another one. One pint, nine fluid ounces is the content. We've got this 2013 12C Wines uh, Vineyard, George's Third Cabernet Sauvignon. I have this. I've had it. It's actually delicious. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of this. This one went for uh, $60, hammered at 64 after seven bids or uh, seven bids. Yeah, but there were five of them. We had we had this uh, Etienne Sazé, Puni Montrachet. Etienne. Etienne, sorry. Uh, started at 50, hammered at 77 after uh, seven bids. And then yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of great Sosé wines in last week. Actually, I picked a bunch of these and I thought that the prices, I mean, again, I think I maybe made this disclaimer on the podcast, but I said that Soze suffered from a lot of premature oxidation problems in the 90s, especially. There's resources you can actually look up things that and, you know, they've discovered that I've heard now 2010. So anyway, lots of uh, controversy there, but still some good deals. And some of the wines are, you know, are fantastic so moving on we've got an 09 lopez de heredia rioja vina Bosquina reserva uh love the lopez de heredia wines they're absolutely delicious uh yeah, 35, 35 bucks is cheap <laughs> 35 would have been a great deal for an 09 lopez de heredia at seven bids unfortunately yeah. take it to 52 52 and 53 depending on but still it's that's not bad that's not bad you know that still line up probably won't be ready well, we'll be ready to drink, I don't think, for another, you know, 10, 20 years. So. Uh, O2, Lucien Moinet, uh, Merceau. The one, uh, Lucien the one. Yeah, the more one. more of my picks from last week, too, actually. This one. Because I was saying this is, yeah, this is a great way to experience uh, Merceau Perrier because, you know, it's it's probably the most valuable, um, definitely the most expensive version of Merceau from other producers. Um, and for under a hundred bucks, I thought that was a pretty good deal. But even at a hundred is not a hundred. It's not that it's bad not terrible. Thing. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good deal. Let's jump over to our heavy hitters and some of the weekly winners. Okay. At the top end of the auction, you know, once again, we've got screaming Eagle coming in first with a 2023 bottle lot OWC for 10,500 92 screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauvignon, a uh, single bottle for 75. Out of the 92. So yeah, that was, I think that was in for a, a couple of weeks actually. It rolled over. That's the inaugural vintage. So that's a, that's a very, very collectible one. Very, very collectible wine. We've got the 015 Harlan six bottle lot OWC for uh, $6,120. Uh, some more of the O2 Screaming Eagle for $6,600. It's interesting to me that the 2020 is, it is where it is in terms of price so far ahead of... You know, I'm baffled by that hammer on the 2020 because that is far and away the highest hammer that we've seen for this vintage. And like, I remember talking to a couple uh, consigners who were on the mailing list and, you know, there was a big question about this vintage since it was so difficult. I don't think it was originally going to be made. And then maybe there was a change 
of mind at the winery. There were a lot, a lot of people who did not make red wine in Napa in 2020. A lot. Uh, so, and so it's possible, actually, and this is one of the things we kind of discussed was ultimately this wine may be very, very valuable because there's just less of it. In 17, you know, they made only magnums and those are are pretty, pretty expensive and rare, but 10,500, I mean, the last hammer for the 2023 pack was 6720. That was just in November. Yeah, just a couple of months ago. And it had been, there there were two hammers at 6720 in November. And it actually had come down from October. Yeah, it had come down. Yeah, exactly. And it it was a little more than 8,000 was the high, you know. For it to hit 10.5, I thought, I mean, I was floored that it. I mean, in that May. I'm looking at the history too. No, it was a single bid, so it was a it was a customized price, which is very interesting. So I'll just add a couple more. That 2020 uh, Domaine Romani Conti Grands Echazo Magnum sold for mm-hmm. 5688 after two bids. So there's a little bit of bidding up there. I'm not surprised. I mean, DRC Mags, uh, you know, they're not exactly a dime a dozen, right? Um, and actually they're not even, they're a lot more than uh 5688 a dozen. So they're whatever 5688 times 12 is, that's what they are. So it's, then we've got this 97 domain Davine, uh, Beaumont. Yeah, Beaumont, that, that, that bottle is a little banged up. I think, 4, it, you know, and this is kind of interesting because some of Loise wines from her other estate have kind of fluctuated in price recently, Dovene seems to have been kind of keeping its, you know, its stance as a, you know, super, super, super top tier, ultra high end kind of, you know, I'm not going to say it's recession proof, but some of the prices of Dovene recently have been just wild. But this bottle, 97 Bonmar at 4,000, that's actually, I think, you know, a little bit less than where it should be hammering, but that, that bottle was not in ideal shape. The label is kind of banged up and it had a little bit of seepage, but I mean, past inspection, the wine's okay, but it's a little less than I think where it deserves to be if it was in ideal condition. And then the last one I'll mention before we talk about weekly winners is this 82 Petrus that's sold for 3,300 bucks. Yeah. And that was, I think one of our picks that it was, it was last week, because I think it was only in for one week, actually. It was not in for that long. The bottom. yeah, one week. That was the first week up. It's from a really nice collection, actually locally. It's uh, a Napa collection that was inherited. It's really, really good, really good shape. Interesting to me that it, you know Petrus seems to be right around that thirty three hundred dollar mark after hitting highs of like what was the high thirty six twenty five in twenty twenty two or no, it's actually thirty nine fifty in twenty one. And then it's just sort of slowly come down and it's receded about, you know, 20%. Let's talk weekly winners, okay? Talk to me about what you're seeing in terms of high hammers, weekly winners, Paul. Well, you know, Moonray is interesting. Again, we were talking just about the wild wines and how there's been fluctuation in price. But the, the you know, older, and when I say older, I mean, maybe 15 to 20 to 30 years. Uh, there was a 95 uh, Moonray Eschazo and hammered for 850. And then there was an 06 Richard Chamberton and hammered for 740, which were were highs for us for sure. And you know, some of the 19s, 18s, 19, and 20s have been kind of all over the place, but they're obviously the older vintages are super, super collectible. So that was cool to see. There was a 12 Mounier Chamomisian Les Amros, 
for 1740, which was pretty wild by you know my standards. I mean, I think I can't remember what it was. I think it was Le Fouet. I was blown away that uh, you know another Premier crew was a thousand dollars. Williams Emeros, I'm not too surprised that that keeps going up and up, but the Meunier wines are just just you know crazy. This Benetier Cut Roti Ladolium, which we mentioned, I think I was like, oh yeah, Benetier is this you know fantastic. Uh, Northern Rhone producer, 450. That's like, wow, I, that's far and away the highest hammer for any Benetier wine that I have ever seen so far. So definitely, you know, a super collectible wine there. Obviously, it's from 2011, so it's got some time on it, and that would not be something that you could easily replace. But Tard Montrachet from uh, Pierre-Colamore, hammered at 1900, which is, oof, that's like Lafleve pricing there. Um are going the way of Lefebvre anyway. And so that that was very, very impressive to me. Trying to think if there are any... Yeah, we talked about Unico's. There was a really, really nice batch of Unico in, in last week and the 70 hammer for 1730, which is very, very impressive. So those older Vega Sicilia Unico's uh, is, you know, they're going for quite a bit. 96 Clota Tart too. I keep, keep seeing Clota Tart hit higher and higher hammers. And so the 96 hammer for 650, and I mean... This wine has just had a phenomenal increase in value in the last few years. More, you know, it's it was never terribly expensive. Uh, the, the, you know, when this wine was released, I think it was less than a hundred dollars in in you know nineteen ninety nine or whenever that was, and it's just gone sky high in the last few years. So Clotus Art is becoming more and more and more collectible. So yeah, a lot of great high hammers last week. I mean, lots of just really, really amazing wines too. Oh, that Trappe Chambertin was interesting. 05 Trappe Chambertin hammer for 445. I think there was a fair amount of bidding going on there because I, I think I might've mentioned this as being somewhat reasonable, but <laughs> uh, no, that is, that has really shot up quite a bit. So anyway, those were, uh, those are some some examples from last week. A lot of cool, interesting stuff happening this last week at auction with wine bids finally hammered. This has been Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. Cheers.